Welcome to the Achieve Your Goals podcast with Hal Elrod. I'm your host, Nick Polkuski, and you're listening to the show that is guaranteed to help you take your life to the next level faster than you ever thought possible. In each episode, you will learn from someone who has achieved extraordinary goals that most haven't. He is the author of the number one best-selling book, The Miracle Morning, a Hall of Fame business achiever, an international keynote speaker, ultra-marathon runner, and the founder of VIPSuccessCoaching.com, Mr. Hal Elra. All right, goal achievers, welcome to another episode of the Achieve Your Goals podcast. I am your host, Hal Elrod, and today I have not, not one guest, but two guests. Well, technically I have one guest and one guest host, if you will. So let me explain. Our guest today is a gentleman who I have been very impressed with and, uh, and very fascinated by just his work and his approach to work and, uh, and the work that he does. And that is Pat Solomon, who is the producer and director of Finding Joe. So for the past 12 years, Pat's been directing commercials. Uh, now he is a, you know, obviously a filmmaker and started his career way back when shooting action sports films, you know, snowboarding, motocross, skateboarding, etc. cetera. Uh, and notable films in that genre include Totally Bored and Crusty Demons of Dirt. So love it. Yeah, by the title alone, I'm 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 fascinated to go watch that film. Uh, but he started a film, Finding Joe, in February 2009, and uh, it is now complete. I've seen the film. It is incredible, and it is all about the work of Joseph Campbell. And Joseph Campbell, you may know, he's responsible for the hero's journey. And from Pat's perspective, and I'll let him tell you all about it, but you know, Joseph's work has influenced every major turning point in Pat's life, including his decision to become a director. So the concepts in this film, Finding Joe, and the concepts that were taught by Joseph Campbell have radically changed the, you know, the way that we view human, the, the human experience. And John Berghoff, my business partner, my close friend, is here today uh, as a guest host. In fact, I think he's probably going to kind of take over and dominate the interview, which is fine with me because when I told John about the interview with Pat, he got so excited, he practically begged me I weaseled my way onto this call. He weaseled his way on. He begged. He yeah. He paid me. And nobody. He is here because uh, John has. Uh, he's very well versed and and a very uh, very much the the Joseph Campbell's work has made a major impact in John Berghoff. So here's what I'd like to do before we bring on Pat and John. I'll let you bring him on. But John, I'd love for you to just take a minute to share why you're so excited about this interview today, uh, and you know, in in your own words. Yeah, yeah, great. Pat, how you feeling all this build up, man? This is going to have to be good, right? Excited, I'm super pumped, man. Let's do it. <laughs> so um, I, I, I want to get to asking you, Pat, about your, your life and, and how Joseph Campbell's work influenced you and what you learned and, and what you believe the world can learn from his work because it's, it's amazing. The only thing, Hal, I'll say is uh, I, I just want to reinforce why I think this is one of the coolest interviews that you have found a way to, to line up um, because I believe in not knowing Pat as well, but uh, having explored Joseph Campbell's work, at least on the surface, I really believe that the work of Joseph Campbell uh, of understanding that within all of our lives and all of our worlds, personally, professionally, there's a storyline in that we all have, while sometimes we might think we have our own unique different story, which of course is true, 
what Joseph Campbell has done is he's actually gone through time and across cultures and he's basically said, look, you could study whether it's religion or uh, societal, cultural um, uh, fables and tales uh, that have been told for, for centuries, if not thousands of years. He, he basically showed us that there is this interwoven story that we're all connected to. And that sounds, you know, could sound over the top or like this crazy idea, um, but he really found a pattern. And Joseph Campbell has brought to the world this awareness about these patterns that we all have in our lives. And I'm excited because for me personally, when I discovered this pattern that has been known as the hero's journey, um, I realized that there was so much to learn because of the self-awareness that it brought to me as to what stage I was at in my life. And I might have one big story and I have a lot of little stories within that big story. And Hal, I just want to say, I think having that awareness about our own story is so powerful. And Pat, um, I know that for you, you've mentioned, at least I'm reading about you, that you know you had a passion because of what the hero's journey did for you to bring that story to the world. And so maybe a, a starting point, Pat, is um, just maybe share with us how you were introduced Joseph Campbell's work. Uh, you know, you eventually created this film about him. Talk about pressure, by the way, to create a film about the guy who understands stories as well as anybody. But how were you introduced? Tell us about that introduction. Yeah, so, so like, like many people um, of my generation, we, or I was introduced to it by the uh, Bill Moyers interviews. Bill Moyers interviewed him very late in his life uh, at, the, at the Lucas, uh, the Skywalker Ranch that George Lucas owns. And those interviews came out on PBS. And I was, God, I think I was still in high school. Maybe it was my senior year of high school. My, I had an English teacher that had mentioned him too. And, um, but I didn't really pay that much attention to it. But when those interviews came out, man, I just was glued to the TV. And, and, and it's Campbell and Moyers, and they start talking about myths, which, which on the surface, especially at a young age, seemed kind of boring. But what really caught my attention was they were talking about myths in a very modern context. Like, like the story of this myth is the story of your modern life. And here's why. And it was so fascinating to go, Oh my God, it, it, it just struck me like, this is so true. And if you could understand this story, you could apply that to your life. And, and Oh my God, your life is actually unfolding like a story and it's a journey. And, there's all these amazing, um, rich stories out there that, uh, that speak to, to my life. And that was just fascinating to me. And by, and by the way, for any of the listeners who listen to this discussion today and they really want to follow up, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think those interviews were actually transcribed into one of his books. Is, is that correct? Is it yeah, it's called, it's called The Power of Myth. Yeah. And, that's, and they, they were transcribed, but it's, it's, not, it's very... Um, it's an edited version, right? So, so mm -hmm. the, I think there were hours and hours of, of interviews. I think there was like 12 hours total. Um, but, and the book only encompasses a short bit, but that's another very easily accessible Campbell. If you're interested, definitely get that book. It's an easy read and it really is a great introduction to Campbell's work. So, so tell us a little bit about you're introduced to his work. You're fascinated by this idea, this modern explanation of mythology and how it actually exists in our current day stories. How did that, what kind of impact did that have on you in your life? How did that lead you in you your know, 
it really that those interviews really kind of set me off on on a path it, it validated um the urges that i was having already you know in my at, at that time anyway i wanted to be a snowboarder and make snowboard movies and but there was no money in it and and i could have gone to college and and it really validated the urge that i had to go off and do my own thing and and follow my passion which was filmmaking and uh and at every every time I kind of got stuck a little bit, I always remembered those. Or and at that point, actually, I had several of his books that I was reading, and it I always connected to some story or some other uh, bit of information that Campbell had about following your bliss and about being on your hero's journey and about um, you know the setbacks that you're going to encounter, and it just it just validated what I was doing, and it just gave me um, a sense of mission and purpose and a real sense of oh my god i'm on the right path i'm i'm uh meeting really interesting people that are helping me along the way and i'm i'm running into dragons and barriers that are squashing me along the way but that's normal um it was just uh it was just an amazing amazing uh information to have at such a young age yeah that's 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 really that's really cool to hear. And then, how did that lead to? So, do you remember the moment in time or when this thought came up for you of, "Hey, I'm actually going to do a film about Joseph Campbell"? Like, tell us how that came up for you and emerged as a vision that you eventually carried through. Yeah, that that was a long one. So, so, you know, so I had been carrying Campbell with me, you know, for quite a long time. And as I grew as a filmmaker, I. I graduated from doing action sports movies into commercials. You know, I was something that I always toyed with. I always went, oh, I, at some point in my life, I'll do this uh, movie about Campbell. Maybe it'll be a, a biopic. Maybe, I don't know what it'll be, but I, but I really wanted to share that message that I got with other people. And then um, the, the film came about in, in a series of crises, right? So, so it, was, I was, it was later in my life and I, I was having really classic horrible midlife crisis like the classic american midlife crisis mm -hmm. itself and then um and then right around the same time both of my parents died really within weeks of each other and that was really um really really difficult time in life and i i just remember at some point going and i don't know why i thought this now's the time i should probably do this movie um, I, I think, I think it had something to do with the fact that I lost my parents and there was some kind of, I, I don't know why it was a wake up call, but it really felt like, okay, they're gone now. And if you're going to be gone too, at some point, why don't you get about the business of doing what you were put here to do? And I think, I think my feeling was somewhere along those lines. And I, I started taking little steps towards making it like seeing who was available for interviewing. And, and as soon as I started taking steps, I started getting signs. Like I've never, ever, ever seen uh, a follow your bliss bumper sticker. And I started seeing them. Hmm. I was in line at Starbucks and I saw a follow your bliss uh, t-shirt. I've never seen one before in my life. And I was, uh, it just it just felt right. It was one of those moments where it's it's difficult to describe, but it just felt like now's the time. I don't know why I'm doing this movie. It's it's so interesting. There's a I guess there's a lot of irony. I don't know what to call it. That 
you know, what you just described about your journey to do the movie, it true to the heroic journey is literally, you know, what Joseph Campbell teaches you. There's, we all sent, feel this call to adventure, which is in a sense, one of the early stages in the journey. And then, you know, he calls crossing the threshold, right? And I, and I want to ask you to share with us what you've learned about these stages, because I think our listeners can take a lot away from reflecting on these stages and where they're at in their lives. And it's, it's neat, Pat, you think about it, to hear you talking about you going through the exact stages, you know, and of course, the stages so that you can then create a film about these stages, right? That's really interesting. Yeah. It's, it was really interesting to me at the time, too. I was like, let's see, we're, we're making a movie which is you know, hero's journeys based, but we're making it about the hero's journey. It was a really weird, it was like looking in the mirror and it just keeps reflecting back at itself. Yeah. Well, tell us, so I wanna hear about what that was like to make the movie. Maybe this is a good time to introduce to, to Hal's listeners here, the podcast listeners, like maybe introduce a high level explanation of, so what is the hero's journey and some of the- Yeah, that's a good, that's a good idea. Yeah, so, some of the steps and stages, because I think, I think everyone who's listening, if they, if they haven't heard this, they're gonna find, they can immediately relate to this idea. So please. Right. I'll, I'll try to keep it as short as possible, but, but essentially the hero's journey is this pattern that exists in all stories. Um, and it, it's easily found in stories with a single hero, which is a lot of them, but, but it exists in all stories. And essentially what happens is a hero um, starts out in their normal world, their village, and they get a call to adventure. Sometimes you get kicked out of the village. Sometimes, as in, as in uh, Star Wars, which is a, um, an example, you know, Luke's parents are killed and his village is burned and he's got to go. He's got no choice. And sometimes, you know, you're out, you're out in the forest following the butterfly and all of a sudden you find yourself on the path. In any case, you're called to an, an adventure um, and, and in your adventure, you go through struggles and you're, you're constantly crossing bigger and bigger thresholds and you're faced with bigger and bigger challenges to get to your goal. Um, and you have the final crisis battle in which you slay the dragon or recover your treasure or you know you get you get to your goal and then that's not the end of it though you're meant to come back to the village with the treasure you had and share the treasure with your village and so in a nutshell that's the that's a classic um hero's journey and then and then for and that's what struck me the most is that oh my god that that's what we do as humans on this earth that's that's how our stories unfold um, and so when I was making the film, it was just dumbfounded every time we had a problem or a hassle or, or things really worked out the way we wanted them to. It was like we were having this perfect hero's journey that we were making a film about. Yeah, that's really cool. And uh, I, I know Hal has, has a thought he wanted to jump in with. Uh, you know, I just want to point out to all of our Achieve Your Goals podcast listeners that you know, what Pat just walked us through, this idea of a calling to adventure, and then we go through some sort of transformational crisis, and then, and then we've come out with some new wisdom, and then we return to the world with this wisdom. You know, Pat, what's really neat about having you and Hal bringing you into this call today is for so many of the many listeners of this podcast, you know, they may have never thought of it this way, but many of the awarenesses that Hal and many of his guests have brought to them have served as examples of um, you know, symbols or leaders or teachers on their journey. I mean, if any of you are listening and you've ever heard an idea from Hal or through this pot or any idea anywhere, 
you know, that's an example of going through some sort of transformation. And, um, and Pat, maybe you'll talk more about this later in this conversation, but if anyone here goes and explores the steps and the stages of the hero's journey, you'll notice that when you get into the detail, it's like, it's so clear how this kind of thing, like Pat, you mentioned earlier, when you're going to make the film, like sometimes you question the call and sometimes you face resistance uh, towards following this passion of ours to follow this, you know, call for adventure. And then, and then you make this commitment. I mean, these are all real things that we can all relate to. I think it's so cool. Hal, you, you were going to jump in with a thought. Yeah. Yeah, Pat. Yeah. I'd love, yeah. Thanks, John. Pat. So I'd love to hear your thought when it comes to the hero's journey. And when you describe the hero's journey or anyone that studied it, it you know, anytime you follow someone who has become a, a leader and made an impact in the world, you often find the hero's journey is what they followed, right? They went through adversity. They decided to overcome that adversity. Then they brought their lessons that they learned and they brought that, you know, back to the village, I believe is the, the term, but they brought that to other people, right? They're sharing yeah. Their experience. Yeah. So, so here, so, so here, here are my, here's my question or and maybe there's kind of a series of questions that, that, that this, this, all these are all kind of interconnected. It's the question is what for someone listening, cause you don't automatically follow this journey. Like it's the journey of becoming a hero. So for, you know, the average person, for anyone listening, where are the choice points along the way? that you are, you either choose to be the hero or the zero. You know what I mean? Like in terms of you choose to either, oh, I, I, I hit adversity, so I'm just gonna complain about it, become a victim, and therefore you don't become a hero because of that choice. It's so, it's so funny you said that. It's like, I'm sure there are plenty of stories that are like that, but they're not very fun to watch. And so yeah. they, don't, they don't turn into good books or movies, you know? Um, and I think similarly in life, you know, t to me the choice moments are when you decide you know, when you set your goals and you decide that you're going to follow them and whether those be short-term or long-term passions, like mine was, mine was long-term because it was a career choice. And I said to myself, I'm going to be a filmmaker, um, despite what my parents are saying and what my friends are saying and, you know, what society in general is saying, Hey, you're not gonna make any money doing that. Uh, you should go to college, blah, blah, blah. And, um, and so that, that was one choice moment. And then, and then along the way, there, there are many moments where, where it gets to be too much. Like for me anyway, there was moments where, was like, where I, I wasn't gonna be able to pay my rent. Like, oh my God, what am I gonna do? I can't pay my rent, this is not working. Um, do I go get a job? Do I quit? Do I give up on my passion and my dreams? Or do I you know, figure out a way to overcome this? Do I take, I'll just take work as a, as a production assistant and I'll still be close to my dreams and then, and I can still make money and then I'll meet people along the way. There's, and then, and then it just keeps going. You know, there are so many moments where you could just give up and the greater the adversity, you know, the greater the challenge, the d deeper you have to dig. Mm -hmm. um, and it's funny, I, I also find that as in stories, as in life, for me anyway, each, each time you overcome one challenge, it gives you confidence and knowledge to overcome the next one, hmm. which is usually a bigger challenge, you know, and, and so you're overcoming a bunch of these challenges pretty soon. You're, you're really geared up to take on some pretty big challenges. Yeah, that's a great point. And that's usually how it unfolds where, you know, if you really even go from childhood, right, as, as children, the adversity that we face is typically not as, you know, life-threatening or consequential as it is as an adult. So I think that in general, just the progression from childhood to, you know, to adolescence to adulthood um, is exactly what you're talking about, which is where the, the challenges that you face 
uh, for, for most of us, they, they tend to increase in difficulty uh, the, you know, as we get older and, and have more life experiences. So, um, John, your, your uh, thoughts or questions? I know you had a couple things you wanted to ask as well. Yeah, Pat, I'd love to know. I mean, I don't know if I could t- ask this question of someone who's more qualified. Like, you know, how, how can our listeners um, and all of us, what have you, so you've become intimately familiar with this journey that you said is a pattern that we all are operating in. How do we make it so that we're more aware of what's going on? Or what are some ways that maybe we get in our own way um, where we cut ourselves off from being aware of what's actually happening with our own stories? And, And then I guess connected to that is how do we not only become aware or get out of our way, but even accelerate our ability to kind of go through our own heroic journey? It, you know, that, that's a really tough one. And I find, it, I find that, that, to me anyway, you need to develop faith in the process. You need mm. to develop a faith that you're on the journey and that whatever comes was meant to come and you have the ability to deal with it. Or faith that you're on the journey and that you'll meet the right person to help you along the way. Like, when I, when I did the film... I just had faith in the process. I just went, okay, I'm going to go out there into the wilderness and I'm going to bump into people. And whoever those people are were the people I was meant to bump into. And I have faith that that's what's going to happen. And so the first person I met along, my, along the journey there was Brian Johnson, who introduced me to Robin Sharma, who then introduced me to Deepak Chopra. It was one of those magical moments where I was like, oh my God, this was this is totally meant to be like, I'm on the right path here. But, but if I didn't have faith in the process, if I didn't have faith that that something like that would happen, I didn't know that exact thing would happen. Then I never would have started. So, so Pat and, and Hal and all of our listeners, I have to tell you this, uh, how, uh, how surreal it is that you answered that question the way you did. My next question, I'm staring at my notes here. I was going to ask, how important is faith in the process? So, <laughs> um, that's, so, I got, I got goosebumps. that's crazy. Yeah. So in, in, you know, but I didn't want to insert that in the question, right? Like I wanted to see what you truly felt. And so I'm going to now reflect what my experience has been. And it has been that having faith in whatever it is that we're going through and that there's some sort of symbolic wisdom or gift or opportunity within our struggles of struggles for me personally has been huge. I mean, I I can tell you today in my past, when I look at my great challenges, sometimes I realize that's all I have is that's all I have. I don't have, I don't have certainty. I can't tell you how I'm, what my future looks like, but I can guess, but I don't really know. But um, yeah, at the end of the day, I found that to be like, I've just got to keep having faith. And uh, that's so cool that you share that. That's awesome. That's actually amazing that you wrote that. Yeah. Hal, go ahead, buddy. Um, so this, is a, this question, uh, Pat, is from actually uh, my, the filmmaker, the, the director of the film that we're working on, the Miracle Morning documentary, uh, Nick Conadera. And when I told Nick that I was interviewing you, he was jealous. In fact, I, I could have, between John and Nick, Pat, I could have gotten a bidding war going Join me on this interview, and you and I could have just split the the profits. I didn't. I didn't think of that until just now. But uh, but you know, being that uh, that that our, our good friend Nick, who's a mutual friend of John and I's, um, 
is a filmmaker, I said, hey, if you could ask Pat one question, what would that be? And I just, I, I just got to make sure that I get this in here um, before we wrap up this interview today. And uh, so I guess the context behind the question is, you know, you could say that Finding Joe is a personal growth film or a personal development film, you know, designed to help people grow, help people develop. Um, and helping people understand how to, you know, in some way live differently or, or view the world differently. So the question is, this is a very much a filmmaker question, but how do you create change within people you, in, in Nick's terms using moving images, right? So how do you create change, behavior change, or get people to act differently using moving images? That is Nick's question. Uh, let's see. For for me, the the answer to that question is uh, is with a story. Yes. Is okay. Story. Like you, you have to. Your message needs to come across in the story. And in fact, to use Finding Joe as an example, you know, um, it it would have been a totally different movie if it was just a bunch of talking heads giving you information. Mm. You can get information from a book in the same way. You can hear words and you can listen to the English language. But the medium of film is visual. And when people watch a film, they're expecting to see a story, some action unfolds, some dramatic events taking place that hook them. And hopefully within that story, you've embedded the information and, and that, will, that will sow the world and, and make change. I love that. And, and I think that for our listeners, there's so, uh, that's such a powerful lesson. You know, a lot of our listeners, probably 80% or more are entrepreneurs. And I think that what you're talking about in the same way that you would influence someone through moving pictures, as, as Nick puts it, or through film, is the same way that you would influence someone through any medium of communication, right? So if someone's listening to this and they go, I'm a blogger, right? Well, how are you going to make your blogs intriguing, enticing, and keep people's attention and influence them? It's through the power of story. If you're a blogger, if you're a speaker, if you're a writer, if you're, a, if you're writing, you know, ad copy to sell a physical product, that the power of storytelling, um, I think you're absolutely right. That is how you, you influence people. So and it's amazing. Even, you know, I, I work in advertising, you know, as a commercial director and the amount of, of effort and money that goes into developing the story that you see in a 30 second commercial is mind boggling. I mean, those people really understand that in order to get into your head, they have to come up with a really good, unique, uh, interesting story, or they're not going to sell their product to you. Yeah, that's exactly right. So, I, Pat, I'd love to ask you another question about um, storytelling. And just to give a little bit of context, uh, Hal and I and a good friend of ours, John Vroman, uh, we're hosting an event actually in about three weeks in San Diego called the Speaker Trainer Experience, where we were teaching uh, an exclusive group of folks uh, how to be exceptional at presenting and facilitating. And one of our core modules is storytelling, knowing that Hal has so many listeners that are entrepreneurs, maybe they're in sales, maybe they lead others, um, you know, in your life's work, you know, what are, what are what you would consider to be some of the fundamentals of what makes a great story? Now, there's irony to asking this because, you know, the hero's journey is all about an embedded story that exists in all stories, but anything that you could think about knowing who our audience is that might help them when they're thinking about a presentation, um, whether they're trying to just inspire, influence, persuade, you've learned a lot about telling stories. What, what's maybe the most important lessons you've learned? Uh, are, are you saying, wait, so I'm, I'm not clear of the question. The question is, 
uh, what is the most important part of storytelling or what's the best way to tell the story? Well, I would love your thoughts on either of those two questions. Uh, well, <laughs> for me, for me personally, I find that the more, that the simpler the story, the more easy you make the story to understand, mm. the better, particularly if you're just, you know, if you're starting out, you know, like, like if you have a single character that's going on a journey and you can relate to that character and, and you, you kind of mold the character to your audience, you know, I think that has a lot to do with it is, um, and, and just to use advertising as an example, you know, there's a demographic that you use. So if you're selling a BMW, you, you know, your audience needs to see a certain character on screen. Um, and that's totally different for Fruit Loops, you know, that's a totally different character. So, so understanding your audience and what character they're gonna relate to, what character is gonna carry your message, uh, th I think that has a lot to do with uh, how well your story gets across. I'd love to know uh, on, on what you just said about understanding your audience. That's something that we teach. You know, we call it entering their world. And uh, we talk about how important it is to really vividly try and enter the world of whoever the audience is going to be. I'd love to know in your life's work, uh, what are some of the ways that when you're creating film that you, you know, essentially enter the world of who your audience is going to be? Are there are there ways of preparing, um, you know, mentally, psychologically, emotionally, anything that we might be able to glean from your experience? Uh, from my experience, I, I try to think about what I would like. You know, I try to, I try to make myself my audience, mm. uh, unless it's an ad, you know. But, but for me, when, like when I was doing Finding Joe, I really wanted to, to make something that the layperson, someone who had never heard of Joseph Campbell before, would go, oh, I totally get it. I'm going to rush out and, and buy more Joseph Campbell books or, or study the hero's journey more. That, that was my goal. And, so, and the audience was so wide, I, I didn't really know where to start. And at some point, I consciously went, you know what? I, I feel like I might be pandering and I should just focus on what's going to make me happy as a filmmaker, try to make something that I would enjoy seeing or that my kid would enjoy seeing. And, and I just made a conscious choice to not um, think about the audience too much because it was such a wide audience. Yep. No, that totally makes sense. Hey, Pat, one or two more questions here. And so one thing I'd be really curious about is since the film came out, um, I'd love to know like what kind of interesting doors or opportunities that opened up for you. You know, I, I can only imagine the kind of feedback or that you got or relationships that were generated from that. What, what yeah, happened? After it I came gotta out? say it, it, it's, it's, it was pretty amazing. It was really, it was really like the classic hero's journey that was so self-validating. I went, Oh my God, this is as a model for life. After the movie was over, I looked back and I went, Oh my God, this is exactly how all lives are, should be lived all you know all passions should be pursued in this way and it was amazing and I met so many incredible people along the way and and made so many great relationships just with all the people that I interviewed and um, it, during the film's release you know the the, the, the one person in particular uh, Robert Walter who's the president of the Joseph Campbell Foundation um, you know I badgered him forever and he didn't want to have anything to do with my movie at first and he invited me to go on, on a retreat uh, for Campbell's birthday to Esalen. 
And so wow. I went up there for a week and hung out with those guys and, and they got to know me and I got to know them. And, you know, that's a relationship that I still have to this day. And he's just been such a great help and great guide. Uh, he was like my Yoda during the whole process. You know, I would, I would call him and for advice and he would say, okay, young man, sit down here under this tree and I'm going to tell you a story. Wow. Wow. There's just been so many uh, relationships like that that have just been amazing. Um, and opportunities as well, you know, opportunities to make different movies, um, which I actually have not pursued yet. But yeah, I mean, and now that I'm talking about it, I'm, I'm just remembering all these great moments and, and yeah, validating the fact that it, it's amazing when you look at your life like a story. It is. And, and it's the reason why stories look the way they do, because they come from your life. Yeah. Wow. That is so cool. So, Pat, I, a, a good closing question here. Um, it's been such a pleasure to hear about your journey in, you know, sharing the wisdom from the hero's journey all about Joseph Campbell. What, um, if you had to take the, the hero's journey framework, uh, what for you have you found to be within all of that journey, what's been maybe the most valuable learning or wisdom that, you know, you could leave our audience with as kind of a practical takeaway? Um, you know, assuming maybe they have no awareness yet of all the stages and steps, but if there's one that in your journey, you felt like, wow, here's one that you feel like it, it could help people more than many of the others based on what it's done for you. I'd be curious if there's any steps or stages that you could leave as kind of an actionable thought for our audience. You know what I do actually, and, and this is, this is what I took away from it the most. Um, you know, the, the hero's journey is a very on its surface, it's a selfish act. You're, you're pursuing your own goals and it's great. And, uh, and obviously, you know, definitely when you're on the path, it's amazing. But recognizing that, you know, when you're on your hero's journey, you're going to meet people that help you. You're going to meet Yoda who's going to help you or several of them who are going to help you. Right. Yeah. And to me, it was way more satisfying towards the end there, and even now, to be the Yoda character to other people on their journey. Whoever you run into while you're on your journey or in life is also on a hero's journey. And recognizing that when you two meet, you may be able to help someone along their way, and that's extremely powerful. Wow, wow. So the kind of the putting on your oxygen mask first, right? And that, that you have to be selfish at times in life, right? You got to take care of yourself and be the best version of, you know, that, that you can be in order to really give your gifts to other people. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. If you weren't, if you weren't out there on a journey, you wouldn't run into those people in the first place. So, yeah. you know, good to be on the journey, but also good to recognize whoever you run into is also on a journey. Yeah. Well, I can. That's awesome. I can. I can speak for, for John and I and, and, you know, so many others that uh, are so grateful that you, you were heroic in pursuing your journey and, and making that film and, and sharing Joseph Campbell's work with the world. So thank you so much for that. Oh, thank you guys so much for having me. Yeah. Hey, where, can people, where can people learn about you and uh, how, where do they go find the film? Where can yeah. they learn more about you, Pat? The film is, uh, the film is on uh, the, the website, Finding Joe the Movie. Great. And you can get it there. You can get it on iTunes. You can get it on Amazon. 
Um, there's more stuff about me on there and there's like a couple little interviews and some more little clips of, from the film in there. Awesome. Well, we'd encourage everybody, all of the Achieve Your Goals podcast listeners to go uh, check it out, buy it, rent it, watch it, share it with others. So cool. Yeah, I've got it. I've, I got it on iTunes. I rented it on iTunes and then I actually got a physical copy as well. So uh, I'm, I'm all about it. Well, uh, Pat, I really appreciate your time and you sharing this. The, the film, uh, I think for anyone that enjoyed the interview today, yeah, the film is going to just really uh, exponentially increase the, the understanding that they're going to have of the hero's journey and, and how it can be applied immediately uh, in their own lives. So, uh, achieve your goals listeners. Thank you, John Berghoff. Thank you for, uh, co-hosting today, my friend. I really appreciate you. Yeah. And Hey, even if they didn't like the interview, yes, they should yeah. still check yeah, it out. Yeah. Oh yeah. The, the, the film's way better than. <laughs> yeah, definitely. yeah. Hands down. Anyway. All right. Goal achievers. Well, I love you. I appreciate you. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the achieve your goals podcast. If you uh, are up for it, leave us a review on iTunes. That always helps. Uh, and if not, I still appreciate you. And uh, we will talk to you next week when we'll be interviewing a UFC cage fighter, Charlie Brenneman. Look out for that. We'll talk to you soon. And thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the podcast. So now we want to know what were your big takeaways from the hero's journey and how you can actually apply it into your life. Simply head on over to hellhour.com slash 114 for episode number 114 and leave a comment there in the show notes page. Also, if you haven't done so yet, please go subscribe to the podcast on iTunes by going to hellelroad.com slash iTunes, clicking the little subscribe button, and then if you would, please leave a rating and review. Rating and reviews are truly the best way for you to show your appreciation for the show because they help more people find out about the podcast and decide if this is the one for them. So now it's time for you to go out there, take action, and achieve your goals. to grow your business using podcasting but don't have the time to edit the audio insert the intro and outro write up the show notes post the episode to all the different sites and do all of the ridiculous back-end work that's required then you need yourpodcastguru.com where you bring the content and we take care of the rest we'll even co-host the show for you visit yourpodcastguru.com right now to explode your audience and crush it in the podcasting world